and welcome everybody back to the Dicey with Design podcast. I'm your host Grant and our co-hosts here are Joe. Hello everyone. And Mr. Colin Gray. Hello folks. Uh, we'll be talking about what we've been up to uh, in gaming and uh, also a review of the uh, Lords of War card game. Uh, which uh, Joe got, and I am now kickstarting the the latest instalment of. Uh, so, or sorry, I've pledged to kickstart the latest um, instalment of, and we'll be talking about that later as well. But first of all, Colin, it's been it's been a while. Yes, it has. Okay. Uh, well, so in terms of updates, yeah. why, why do you start off with you? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was going to just give a few thoughts on Battle Brothers since you guys were chatting about it last week. Yeah, it's good, re- good hearing it. It's always nice listening to a podcast, actually. It's quite cool hearing one that I've not listened to before. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my my um, teammate, we did pretty well, I think. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, I even concur with most of what you said, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Apart from all the bits where you said that you won, obviously, and it wasn't me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, (laughs) but no, it was a great weekend. Really enjoyed it, Uh, and it was just. I think the thing that made it for me mainly was just the fact that all the people we played were actually really cool. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know whether that was just lucky or not, or whether that's pretty normal. But they just had a bunch of good fun games with a bunch of good fun people, and. uh, I feel like I wish I could remember the names now to give them a name check, just in case anyone ever actually listened to the show. Was there a Chris? There was a Chris, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a lot. It's hard because you have to remember two names at a time. Exactly. <laughs> Ruins I it. Remember our own names. We've got written down somewhere. What well, name checked last show, I yeah. think. Did you? Cool. Okay. Well, I don't feel so bad then. For so, a ter- well, terrible I, memory. Yeah, like I say, from, from Warhammer World, pretty much all the Warhammer tournaments I've been to, I've, I've always had good opponents. I've not had anyone who I thought wouldn't want to play them again. Yeah. So. That's good. Oh, actually, the first time I went to the 40k tournament, which was many years ago, that was different, yeah. I had like, a couple of opponents there, but I just really didn't enjoy the game against them mm-hmm. and stuff and wouldn't want to play again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, fantasy. Fantasy is a whole different crowd. <laughs> yeah, totally. Similar with uh, the Sterling tournament we went to last year, uh, two years ago, wasn't it? There were a few strange people at that one but yeah. <laughs> okay, I will there. <laughs> no, there were some really cool posts. There were some really cool posts. This one to the Common Ground Games uh, <laughs> website then. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> was it? Relying on listeners from the Common Ground, Common Ground Games in Sterling uh, by posting to their uh, message board on Facebook. But maybe <laughs> maybe hide this from them. Or just no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'll qualify that. I had a great weekend that weekend as well. Uh, there were some great opponents as well, and um, actually it was great fun. But I, I just remember there being a few particularly. Um, it was it was uh, exceptions to the rule, but yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Anyway, yeah, Warhammer was cool. Warhammer World was cool. Apart from, and I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Grant's rant on um, the guy oh, who yeah. stopped us playing card games in Egypt. Because that was not his fault. Not his fault. The corporate well, policy of the Games Workshop behemoth, even in their bar. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Aye. Well, even if you're told that by your management, you could turn a blind eye when you know that the guys would be paid uh, whatever it was we paid, like quite a lot of money to be at that tournament, played three games, buying all sorts of stuff to get these games played, and um, just wanted a game to sort of wind down at the end. You'd imagine they'd at least be a bit more flexible. They would, or at least just say, you know, we're not supposed to let you play this, but you know, if you give me a pound each, I'll look more. <laughs> yeah, or just buy a Jervis pint. Johnson comes oh, you've in. done that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd be happy to go back. Yeah, it'd be good to go back and do another one of them, actually. Go and do some more team games. Yeah, I enjoyed so, yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, any other gaming besides our big weekend, which... Um, other than that, not been doing much gaming at all actually. Uh, as just, I mentioned to Grant before, Joe, uh, I managed to find, I was down visiting Bruce in Bristol at the weekend and oh. um, I just went out for a wander around the town and came across the biggest Forbidden Planet I've ever seen. And they had tons of games in them. I had I can't, I can't remember the one in Edinburgh having loads of games in it, but this one just had pretty much full range of board games of you could think of, to be honest, it was brilliant. But does the one, does the one in Edinburgh to you exist in 2001? Well, I've, yeah, probably not been in a few years at least. 
certainly since 2001, but yeah, not not probably since the turn of 2010. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's a bit better these days. But just it had um, Lords of War, the game you're going to be talking about later on, uh, and it had just about all the board games I've been thinking about buying for the last year or so. <laughs> so I was tempted. If I hadn't been cool. travelling back up in the train, I probably would have spent a bit too much money. Was your hand reaching out for Memoir 44? <laughs> it was actually reaching out for the one I'm tempted by is um, the train one, Ticket to Ride. I'm just, I don't know why, because it's a blooming game about building train tracks, but I'm just, I just it think it... gets really good reviews. Yeah, that's part of it. And it just, I, I, really, I really like the design of it, even though it actually looks quite simple. It just looks quite cool anyway. Um yeah, and there was a few others. I was looking for it. The only one I didn't see was uh, Shadows Over Camelot, which I want to buy. But then I know it's just a copy. Well, it's not a copy. It's a similar game to Battlestar. Yeah, precursor to Battlestar. I think Battlestar yeah. gives you what you want. I think you be, might be disappointed with Shadows Over Camelot because you like, we want to play Battlestar. But David think Battlestar is <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the impression. I haven't played Shadows Over Camelot, but that's the impression I get. The impression I get of Shadows Over Camelot was the traitor thing was a bit less pronounced. Whereas in Battlestar, it's kind of the heart of the game, isn't it? That at least one of you will be playing against everyone else, and you know that from the outset. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, uh... Well, yeah. Maybe try and play it at some point if we find it in a club or something like that. But yeah, maybe it's better not to buy it then. Considering we've only played Battlestar about three times. Yeah. Well, you have to look how many unplayed games have you got on your shelf. But... Yeah. <laughs> Need to play. <laughs> Maybe not unplayed. Certainly underplayed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, other than that, uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was I came across um, another Kickstarter, another game. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. The Cortex um, system, Cortex Plus. Ooh, that rings a bell, but I don't Ooh. know much about it. Yeah. It was the reason it caught my eye was because they're releasing a book for um, Firefly, which obviously is one of my favourite shows, uh, and um, it just I don't know that I, I didn't really see much detail in the system, but it's going to be based around the Firefly universe, which I thought could be quite cool for like a kind of uh, like what, <laughs> what was it? It's um, what Julian calls the steampunk thing, but in space. I suppose that's kind of what Firefly is. You know, uh, sorry, um, what do you call it? Uh, Rakes Games, mm-hmm. the uh, oh. Chromor system. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, kind of spaceships all flying about, falling apart. I just think it'd be quite cool, good fun um, sort of system for sci-fi. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't know whether the um, the Cortex Plus system is good, bad, whatever. But I might look into it at some point because it looked like they were uh, releasing that one pretty soon. Yeah, so I was just looking at they they made their target by what well, and uh, doubled it or something. Oh, they made it cool. Yeah, good stuff. I would think that'll be quite popular then if it's based on Firefly. I have to say I know nothing about Firefly or Serenity or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, there's nothing on the there's nothing on the website about Serenity. Is that I think this is the hacker's guide. What's that mean? Oh I don't know. Oh, it's um, I. There was someone on the website about uh, the. I think it's a system that's been around for a wee while, and they've got a community around changing it and basically hacking it. So there's a guide to um, making it fit your setting. So it's supposed to be a total setting agnostic system, so you can fit it into anything, whether it's sci-fi, that's fantasy, it's whatever. Firefly, but anyway. No, 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 no. Sorry, the Cortex system is supposed to be setting agnostic. So the the hacker's guide isn't for the Firefly um, sort of. Oh, okay. add-on as such is for the Cortex Plus thing which is it's not built awesome. grounds up for Firefly then no no not at all no no they're oh, um, okay. it's what's the company I've got it in front of me Margaret Weiss Margaret Weiss which is a yeah. which is a name for, name from the past one yeah. of the authors of Dragons of Dragons of Autumn Twilight <laughs> oh, really the Dragonlands books is that the Dragonlands yeah. Margaret Weiss and uh, Tracy Hickman Oh, right. No, I'd never read any of the Dragonlance books either, which meant made playing Dragonlance extremely annoying. <laughs> People would just talk about the books the whole time when you're trying to play a D&D game. Really? And then you'd meet a Death Knight and it'd kill you all, so it wouldn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's their system, and they've basically decided to release a book around Firefly using their... I think it's a slightly adjusted system, so it's like yeah. Cortex system, but then they've called it Cortex Plus to come out with Firefly. 
so it's maybe slightly adapted. Maybe that's sort of taken from their hacker's guide yeah. uh, to adapt it to that system. So I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I was just curious whether uh, either you've heard of it because I've not really seen that much detail on it. I was just reading through it there um, and how it's used in uh, for the Smallville uh, system and the le leverage Small system as well for the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the role-playing game based on the, the sort of heist TV show leverage, um, which actually I've heard a lot of good things about. Uh, it does, um, unlike most big book uh, role-playing games, it actually takes you outside your character's head quite a bit. Um, it's got a few little narrative tricks, I believe, although I've never right. played it myself. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm the same. But I think yeah, the Smallville did take a lot from the kind of indie scene and use use that in terms of relationship mechanics and things like that. But I don't know. It's all based on TV shows that I'm not a particular fan of, really. We'll move along from Cortex and do our homework then. I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Next one. <laughs> Joe, any news for yourself? Um, I think gaming-wise, it's all been with you guys. I don't know if we've, we've covered it all. We're going to go on to Lords of War, of course, aren't we? For our games. What else did we What else did we play, Grant, when you were around? We played Dreadball, didn't we, Dreadball. first time? Mm-hmm. That was... And, uh, you beat me, imagine. I managed to beat you in the, the last <laughs> turn, didn't I, with a, a goblin running half the length of the pitch or something. But, um, yeah, Dreadball was interesting. I thought it was, it was quite a good... It was, it was an all right... It was an all right game, but... For me, I think I still prefer Blood Bowl. I think Dead Bowl's quick. That's good. But yeah. there's, but there's, and uh, and it seems pretty balanced. But I don't know. I think maybe it's just the the mantic core mechanic of rolling bunch of dice against each other opposed. I'm not a big fan of. Like I've got Project Pandora, and I've played it once and kind of thought, yeah, that's all right. And I've, but I've never really wanted to actually play it again. It's never gripped me. So. Yeah. Um, well, I've I've played it a few more times. Uh, so yeah. there's this added layer in when you start getting into it uh, with the playing with the cards, and oh, I do yeah. like how it's fast. Um, uh, I really enjoyed the sort of the basic rules there. You start adding in fouls. You start adding in the cards. Um, the cards don't work for me. Uh, All right. You can play like an extra. Well, some of some of them do. Uh, most of the cards come out with actions, and so as well as spending your two actions on a player, you can spend. You could also spend an action card on them to get you. Know, you, know, you can do quite a lot with one player in one rush, which is what they call the turns. But then you've got these event cards as well, and it's it's back to the old Warhammer the special terrain, where it's this very special rule comes in. You have to read it. You have to work out which player it affects. And the next card that comes out is probably another event, which completely cancels all previous events. Uh, and it's just oh, a right, bit yeah. annoying. Sounds a bit like Rasha with a Shardalon, isn't it? A bit like, uh... <laughs> yeah, except they don't, they don't accumulate, so you're probably not going to have to worry about the first event anyway. You just get rid of the oh, event. You've just spend all that time working out what it does. And it's not saying that much time, but it takes a wee bit of time. Um, so I think I'll probably play at least taking the event cards out of the deck. Um, but then we've not. I've not tried um, playing a sort of a league campaign where you're building up your players either. I think that's where certainly where where the a lot of the fun of Blood Bowl comes in. Yeah. I still. I think you might. I think you might be right. I think I might. Still prefer Blood Bowl, but I wanna I wanna carry on with this. I'm picking up my rats for for Dread Ball, and I wanna wanna carry on with that. I think, and uh, see how that goes. Yeah, play. I'd happy play play another couple of games of Dread Ball, get more of a, a feel for it, because it is very it's um it's kind of like if Blood Bowl's like American football, gridiron football. For me, Dread Ball, it's like basketball. Because the expectation is that you score really quickly. If you get possession, you'll run up to the other side and score quickly, and then they'll run back and score quickly. And it's just occasionally you turn it over when you've actually got a chance of taking the lead. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I mean, the original design was based on a uh, designer Jake Thornton had an idea of running through his head for a while for the rules of a of an ice hockey game. And that's where that came from. Yeah, no, it sounds good. I'd like to have a game of Dread Ball. Um, especially since I kind of slightly hate Blood Ball. So I hope it's better. 
That's because you were <laughs> terrible. I was terrible at showing you how to play. I mean, no, it's more because I'm terrible at picking up uh, habit, habitual rules, habit-based rules, or or even just memory-based rules. Things that you have to do every turn. I just always forget. Yeah, they're actually. <laughs> I was reading the tournament rules for the the Ojo Bowls this weekend, which mm-hmm. is the the Sterling uh, term. You won't, we won't, you won't know where go Sterling. No, <laughs> you hate Sterling or Sterling. Hey, place. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I was reading the tournament pack for that, and uh, apparently uh, you only play you only play the illegal procedure rule if both players agree to it, which seems to me that. Seems to suggest that the tournament norm is that you don't play that role. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you have to agree to penalise yourself basically before you well, can get... each other. <laughs> yeah. Aye. So you've yeah. got to yeah you've got to be an arse basically and uh, force it. Yeah, I think it's just not it's just... the dumb thing, yeah. as it turns out. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> Honestly, no, you, you wouldn't unless you yeah you went unless you went to tournaments. Is there anything, any more games you'd want to talk about? Um, I don't, I don't think I've played anything else. What did we play? Warpack, bit of Carcassonne. Those, that was fun. Yep, I tweeted one of your cities, which looked oh yeah, suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> a city won with the game. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> um, no, I think that's it. So I think I'm, I'm pretty much. Same as you guys, Lords of War and uh, Warpack, which is the okay. main feature, anyway. Cool. Yep. What about you, Joe? Uh, sorry, Grant. Okay, well, I've, I've played, been through Dreadball, I've played Sedition Wars with my brother. Um, I got the new pack of models through, uh, for, for so final Kickstarter, got a whole ton of plastic resin to put together and paint. I've got a brand new rule book. I paid a few pounds to print the updated rule book because they fixed it. They fixed all the rules. And um, yeah, it's 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 it was very disappointing, I got to say. There were actually the rules, even though they're tighter, are actually far less balanced than before. And certainly oh, for the scenario I played, um, I just walked over Neil without hardly trying with the strain I just moved I just shoved my guys forward hardly trying it became very um, apparent that he, he he seemed to be picking pretty good tactics to deal with them and he just it was just yeah it was really disappointing um, there are some other FAQs come up about the rules um, yeah and it's very it's very fiddly you got individual units moving around they're all supposed to have their own cards just off the board, but when you've got six zombies, you're supposed to be, you know, you've got a force of zombies. You should have a, should be able to go horde and have loads of zombies. Um, they could, they all each have their own wound total. They could each be, have a targeting system token on them. They could also be uh, bleeding at the same time. Bleeding zombies. Yeah, actually, maybe no. That was the other one. But you could have three effects. You have a wound token and two effects quite easily sitting on the one zombie, and you, it's too much to put on the board, and it's too confusing to to know which card represents which model off the board. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was pretty disappointed with that. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep trying at it. Uh, there are now um, suggested loadouts for each mission on the. Studio McVeigh website, so I'll try that. Maybe if I use their suggested loadout rather than making a force out of a total, of, um, out of a you know a total of points at the start of the game, that might help things out using their suggestion. So I'll try that again. But yeah, it wasn't um, ooh, wasn't not looking good. And the train pack is so cool. Got, I got yeah. the train pack with all the big big plastic doors and stuff. Um, disappointing. So lovely models, but the rules aren't quite doing it. Not so far, but there are new errata out, so I'll give them a try. Yeah, I mean, there are people on the Studio McVeigh website who are big fan, big fans of the game and trying to get as much as they can out of the game. Mm. Not your usual um, um, forum <laughs> sort of crowd. Uh, they're they're trying to be positive, but but they're they're finding it very difficult to get a balanced experience out of the scenarios. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. And yep, and played. Like I said, we had the big weekend. I think 
we ended up having to avoid um, abandon our big game in the end. Uh, Matt couldn't make it last minute, which is a shame. But I think it kind of galvanized our interest because knowing the game was coming up, we all for once actually sat down and read the log for our for our Rollmaster game. Yeah, I think maybe worlds collide. Yeah, I think maybe we're getting uh, such small small amounts of gaming these days that actually knowing a big event lab that was coming up, we all got really excited for a change. <laughs> Oh, for change, you don't always get excited about them. <laughs> oh no, I always get excited, but even more so this time. Like everyone was actually getting involved with reading the log reading and, the log, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, how many words did it come to in the end? Someone mental, thirty odd thousand, I think. Thirty thousand words in the in the story so far, plus the di- <laughs> including the digest version that I had to write um, uh, with the brief the brief version and the. And the list of characters and factions and countries that are involved in the game, yeah. uh, which basically yes. like the like the end of a George R. R. Martin book, and the <laughs> yeah. list and a list of all the monsters, and yeah, so a lot in there, uh, but <laughs> yeah, it got us all really excited. We couldn't play, yeah. but I think we're well pumped for the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we we did a spin off, didn't we? We did play, <laughs> and then which is canon according to the GM. Yeah. Yeah, it all happened, <laughs> <laughs> including a, a mortal injury for uh, for Grant's character Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, but he's got like twelve fight points. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was that was the first. Yeah, <laughs> that'll teach us to try and get anything canon. Matt always takes the bad bits. <laughs> we better get the magic <laughs> items too. Though. We should say that we played light. Um, what's your game called again, Joe? Labyrinths and Lycanthropes. <laughs> Labyrinths and Lycanthropes. You played a game of Labyrinths and Lycanthropes, a GMless game. Oh no, it's not a GMless game. It's not a GMless game. It's a rotating GM game. The Labyrinth Lord rotates. So uh, yeah, it's not GMless, but uh, it changes every time. And as the as the Labyrinth Lord, you are trying to win because you get stuff for your character. If you not so yeah, actually theoretically, Jago should get two items out of that because I knocked out two of you. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So so we played just a mini adventure within within Matt's world. Yeah. Um, make it up ourselves, and he, he he seemed to not mind too much about that. Yeah. So let us make it into proper facts. <laughs> okay. And Carcassonne, and then. Um, also played Lord of War, Lords of War when I was down at yours, Joe. So yeah. I think we're ready to go on to the next bit, which is our review of Lords of War. And we're back with our review now of uh, Lords of War by Black Box Games. Uh, so, uh, Joe, why don't you tell us? And we're good. We're kind of repeating ourselves after the internet failed us last night. But uh, this is the we're second time we've done this review, so they should yeah. be. Should be polished. <laughs> well, you can tell me this time. Absolutely polished. No idea about anything about this game. So, uh, tell it to me like I'm a six-year-old. <laughs> okay, special game, fighty cards. <laughs> okay, maybe uh, good elves, bad lizards. <laughs> I, I don't even know if the lizards are supposed to be bad, but we're, yeah, we're reviewing the the deck, the Lords of Lords of War, elves versus lizardmen deck. Uh-huh. That's the deck that I've got, um, and it's a tabletop card game um, that simulates a battle. It's a okay. card game war game. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's what intrigued me. I saw it go out on the mailing list that uh, Angus from Chronicle City Games sends out every week of all the new releases, and I just saw it. It said like, uh, I can't remember, it was fantasy battle card game or something like that. And I thought, oh, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of an idea that I've been kicking around for a while. I'm interested to see how they've tackled it. Yeah. Um, so so it, it was uh, at the time before we started playing that it looked a bit like Go. Yeah. The digital <laughs> Japanese game, which. Uh, I, I that that worried me, but uh... <laughs> yeah, but well, not that I know that much about Go, but um, I mean, Go is supposed to be a simulation of battle as well, same way as chess is, like a very abstracted version and stuff. But in, in Go, you play to a grid and you have to try and 
uh, encircle your enemy's pieces with your pieces to, to score points in certain ways. Um, and Lords of the War, you play your cards to a grid and then you put down your cards to engage the enemy's cards that are next to them and attack them and try and defeat them by getting enough strength in your attack arrows pointing at them. Yes, yeah, so every every card you have, well, nearly all the cards you have, will will have arrows on it pointing in any of one to eight directions, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the sort of side, horizontal, vertically, and, and diagonally, and they've got numbers on them. Mm-hmm. So each, you, uh, each card's got an arrow pointing in all eight directions, some with numbers on them. No, no, most only have arrows in a couple of directions. Right. Uh, okay. It's kind of... Uh, it's rarer for a card to have attacks in in lots of directions, and that makes it a more valuable card. Right. Okay. So, is... sorry, just to ask: Does the layout matter here? Then I'm I'm kind of picturing how yeah. the cards go out on the table. So, do you lay the cards down in certain positions on the table, and then they can attack neighbouring cards based on yes. their arrows? Is that how it works? That's it exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then the game starts off with you've got one unit each um, laid down, but not not next to each other, just slightly apart from one another. Right. So your, playing your, area, uh, your playing area, like I said, is, is a grid. Yeah. Uh, how, how Do they give you a mat to play on or something? Or? They do give you a mat to play on, yeah. And it's a pretty big grid. It's like you probably couldn't play it on a train or yeah. definitely not on a flight. <laughs> struggle <laughs> on a train and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's normally fine if you've got a table. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that sounds quite cool. So why, like, the idea of, well, I'd imagine the idea of a card-based war game is that it could be done in a really small space and it would take a lot less kit and stuff, but that almost sounds like it's uh, it's going back to the old war game stuff and it will be moving about and positioning and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're not moving about, though. You're putting cards down uh, in a certain place and you're picking them back up again uh, right. sometimes. Okay. Yeah, the the units don't move once they're once they're deployed. You you right. do have an option to redeploy a card that's that's not engaged later on. Mm-hmm. Although having said that, apparently in the new edition, the uh, Templars versus Undead, they have got rules for cards moving across the battlefield. Um, so I, mean, I guess the the game doesn't need much kit at all. It's just a small box which is like the size of two decks of cards or something. Um, everything's in there, but yeah, the playing area is. Reasonably big. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I suppose. I suppose the the thing I'm thinking is that these kind of games they start off quite simple, and then suddenly they add in new races and new rules and all that kind of stuff, and then suddenly it's back to the complexity of a war game anyway. So, kind of defeats purpose. But it sounds like it's pretty simplified at least at the start. It's very simple and abstract in this right. version. Okay. I would say I don't think it'll ever get that complicated. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of finding that sweet spot between abstraction and the story getting into yeah. what might be really happening mm-hmm. and uh, it does it does it better than I was expecting I think and better than Grant was expecting yeah um, uh, I, I really liked it um, because you've got the attacks in certain directions uh, different units so your infantry infantry tends to just have arrows dead ahead of it and it makes its attacks and you try and get your attack, the total number of attacks on, on one of your opponent's cards mm-hmm. um, from the various arrows you're putting onto it to be greater than their defense value, which is inside a shield on the card. Um, yeah, your infantry tends to just hit straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got things like cavalry, which might have more arrows, so you can hit at strange angles. So they maybe can't hit things straight on, but they, they can come around behind things to, to hit them in the flanks or in the rear. I think there's a I think the goblin set. There's a goblin shanker which only hits behind it, so so it'll, it'll only it'll only do rear attacks yeah. <laughs> in a sneaky fashion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, at the, as at the end of your turn, which is just all you've done is put down a card. You count up all your attacks on each of your opponent's cards. If they beat the defense value of those cards, then you you Take to take their card. You take their opponent, your opponent's card, and you get a certain number of their cards or a certain number of the character cards, and you win the game. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, it. sounds pretty yeah. cool. 
Yeah, you need 20 yeah. cards to win all four of the uh, six command characters if you can kill four of the enemy characters, who are powerful cards, so they're good to play, but it's risky because then you're more likely to, to lose if they get taken out. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so um, then there are ranged attacks as well. You, some some cards you put down have a, have a, a grid on them, uh, a little symbol of, of mm -hmm. a grid that shows which squares ahead of them they can actually fire into. Uh, and those don't automatically attack. You have to choose who you're shooting at, whereas all of the close attacks all happen at once. And that is how you do damage, and that is pretty much most of the game. The thing is, it really feels like you are sending in these units. I talked about cavalry before, and they have all sorts of attacks going in different directions. You have these kind of glass hammer units. There's this ghost oh, yeah. elf. The berserker type, yeah. Who've got the skull symbol? Hi. Yeah, and they have like they have one value defense, so they'll probably if they'll go down next to any if anything is attacking them, yeah, then they will then they will die. So it really feels when you're putting down this these ghost elves that are kind of exist kind of they're kind of ephemeral and they will scare the bejesus out of whatever you put next to them. They will they will smash it out of the way, but they'll fade away themselves. Right. Uh. The the lizard man general is like really huge. This big hulking character. He's got big attacks. His arrows have got big numbers on them. But is is the arrows only point in certain directions? There aren't many, he doesn't have many directions. So I can just imagine as you're putting down cars next to him, you got loads of elves sort of surrounding him and attacking him from angles that he can't get to because he's so big and lumbering. <laughs> and uh, I really got a feeling for. That, that they're not just numbers, that they, they do actually mean, the numbers on the card actually mean something, right. even though it's a very simple system. Yeah, so it told a story. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I did not expect. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and as as with all good pickup games, that don't take very long. It wind up taking a long time because I wanted to play it a second and a third time. Yeah. Uh, I still didn't win. <laughs> Was there quite a big variety of cards then? Is there like a lot of different characters, a lot of different units? Uh, yeah, the decks you get are there 36 card decks, and there's six characters, and then um, a mix of units. I can't remember how many exactly, probably at least three of each kind of unit, so uh, what, 13 or 14 different cards a deck, okay. at least. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the four different races at the moment, and soon going to be six different races, so... A lot of variety, and you can build yeah. your own decks by trade by having like mercenaries join you from a different um, a different race because cards are ranked. Oh, so you can do you can do some pre-building then. Yeah, you can do some pre-building because cards are ranked based on like um, like regular troops, veteran troops, cavalry, elite berserkers, and stuff. So you can mix and match them to to build a deck, which should still mm. be balanced. Mm. So. Yeah, good stuff. That's good. So what are the existing races then? There are the orcs and dwarves. Yeah, classic races. Mm -hmm. And elves and lizardmen. Okay. And then, then the ones that they're kickstarting at the moment are undead and templars. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm just looking at the templars undead page just now. So is that a standard price, 15 quid a pack? Uh, I think so. I think that's what I paid for mine. Yeah. If that sounds about right, plus... Shipping probably. Yeah, they're saying fifteen pounds per pack. Um, if it's within the UK, that's all it is. Yeah, and an extra and ten think for that's... each. Yeah, for each pack. Yeah, I think that's spot on for what you get. Actually, just that, that's what I expect for yeah. for a well thought out, simple, uh, simple game. Yeah, um, they've got all of art on it. Yeah, they've got all three mm. packs for fifty. That's not. Yeah. Not, not a bad deal. Yeah. Not a bad deal. Along with a few posters and the like. I've got the Crash to Splash, the same price as uh, Triumph and Treachery from Warhammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would... Um, I'm, I'm in this. I've, I've, I've kick-started that. To, to the, the Kickstarter, the, the main uh, aim is to get the... Is to get the new pack. What what were you saying it was again? The undead and Templars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm I from yeah. I'd love to have a couple of packs to to take you on with, Joe. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. 
Yeah, absolutely, and I definitely recommend people checking that out. The website, uh, Google Lords of War card yeah, game. Exactly. <laughs> You'll find it. <laughs> so who are who are these guys? Have they done much before? Black box games, I see. They're pretty new. Oh, if you want to, I should say, if you want to know about them, then uh, they they've got a series of articles on Beasts of War. Uh, Beastsofwar.com. Search for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, search for Lords of War. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're five parts so far. It's a quite an extensive uh, look behind the scenes, to starting up a game, and all the tribulations, the tri- the trials and tribulations of trying to start up your game, uh, from 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 the initial inspiration to the two guys uh, going going through uh, trying to get a deal. They, they talk about the day they went to Mantic, and this could have been a Kings this could have been the official yeah. Kings of War, Kings of War uh, card game. Mm. Uh, talking about how they really quite open about the, how their dealings with with Ronnie at Mantic, uh, but they, they couldn't do a deal. But it seems he was a sort of a, gave him a lot of advice and how they're struggling to get struggling to get um, the main distributor in the UK to 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 notice what they're doing. And to you know to take on the game and how it's going on to Kickstarter, which I think is probably the next part. So a really good set of articles, and uh, uh, for for any budding game designer, would be a would be a really good place to look for some advice, yeah. I think, yeah. and to see how it went. There's a lot of stuff on this Kickstarter page, like tons of videos and loads of information on it. Yeah, they're just their basic website, just their their own website, Black Box Games website, has got really loads of loads of really good stuff as well. Um, so Apparently, the uh, one of the main guys was on a podcast very recently. Maybe we should uh, invite him on. No harm. Yeah, actually, maybe after their uh, Kickstarter's done or something, they've got another twenty-three days to go. So, could talk to him while, uh, after it's possibly a success. Yeah, might well, I'll try and get this on before the Kickstarter's done, so people can well, actually, listen yeah. to them and, <laughs> and pledge to it. They're, they're probably more likely to come on in that case. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I, I told them. <laughs> I told them I was we were recording and uh, they said they'd put up they'd put up a link uh, to to the to to our review. So, oh, really? uh, yeah. Awesome. So we're gonna say it's we're gonna say it's great, isn't it? No, well you know, we're reviewing it because we think it's good. And uh, I, I recommend people check it out. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I liked the idea of it when I bought it and then when I actually played it it surprised me because it played better than I thought it would. So that that's always nice when that happens. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, thumbs up. Sounds good. Can't wait to try it. Cool. Okay, check out the Kickstarter. Um, still ages to go. What what percentage are they up to now? Uh, Eleven grand oh. of twenty. So yeah. Yeah, they had a big boost. I think one of the distributors bought bought uh, um, bought into it actually. Uh, so they they brought bought quite a few copies. Yeah, they actually have um retail packs there, which is quite interesting. Uh, they're looking for retailers to kickstart. Mm. Uh, and so they got, you know, they got a basically a price break for a for for a large order, which I thought was interesting because, interesting. as they're saying, uh, Kickstarters t- tend to cut out the retailers. Yeah, well, but then again, they're hmm. it's only um, forty quid though for that, so it's like a small order for them. But yeah, anyway, sorry, not to go into detail just now, but yeah, it's interesting, mm. different way of doing it. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I think we're done there. Uh, that's our review. Um, go check it out. And we're back, folks. Back in the room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, where Joe has a bit of an announcement to make. I don't really have an announcement, but I was just going to talk about one of my games in development or redevelopment. I don't exactly know what the technical stage would be because it has. It's, it's oh, it's the second edition. Yeah, the release of the second edition, impending for Pro Wrestling Battle Royale, which is my card game. Um, which was my first foray into games design outside of role-playing games, really. 
Um, and I've always been into card games and playing them, and always been into watching pro wrestling stuff. So <laughs> yeah. years ago, it's a natural <laughs> synergy. <laughs> Exactly, and years ago I had an idea um, about doing a, a pro wrestling card game, and it's it's taken a long time to kind of come about and get to this this stage where it's ready for a second release. The first release was very was wasn't really properly on general release. I did um, a small run with like the Game Crafter, put it up on there where you could just do it print on demand, and um, I just had clip art that I was using so I've got a new edition for wrestling bottle coming out with all all original artwork and it's the card game of pro wrestling battles in the ring yeah and a f- darn fun game it is too <laughs> <laughs> yeah I enjoy it I think it's pretty good and it works for um, probably works best for three to five players though you can play with like two or six um, and it kind yeah. of it delivers what I wanted to deliver from a card game. That it, wouldn't, it ends when someone wins, so you don't play the losing game. As soon as someone gets pinned, that's it. The game over. That they've won. That is such. That is such an improvement over most multiplayer card games. Uh, yeah, if you you yeah, if you get a winner from the pin, and yeah. it seems to it fits the theme just perfectly in that. Yeah, someone gets beat down really badly, but then you keep on. Then you keep. From pro re- watching pro wrestling, we have three or four guys all fighting against each other. That's exactly what happens. One guy gets beat down really badly, and yeah. then then say it's a triple threat match. The other two will then fight it out trying to save the other guy from being yeah. pinned because they know that will lose them the match. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. You start people start throwing down their own defense cards for somebody else, just because yeah they don't want yeah. them to lose. <laughs> Makes a bit of sort of extra dynamic to it. Yeah, the idea that you, you you win with a pinfall, so you don't have to wait for everyone to be defeated. It's just you're looking for the victory uh, that ends the game, rather than hanging around waiting for other people to uh, drop out one by one. Yeah, exactly. And then be the person that has dropped out and have to sit and watch them play for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Which is not the best bit of a lot of multiplayer <laughs> no. games. Although that can still slightly happen. There's a chance that can still happen in pro wrestling battle royale, but only if you get yourself disqualified. Yeah, <laughs> it's your own fault. Frankly. Yeah, you've taken the risk. So, you've taken the risk, and I think, and in the new edition, I think I'm going to have a new rule where, um, if you get disqualified at or knocked out of the game early, uh, you can do a run in once. All right. game. So you can just run in and use your finish from someone. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. So you're still involved in the game. Yeah, it keeps you involved. You can either try and yeah do some damage to whoever got you disqualified, or run in and save uh, someone else from them. Or, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, seem to remember that happening a few times. <laughs> or is that was that in the old version? That's no, that wasn't in the original version. No. Was, oh, you see, okay. A bit so that's that. one thing I wanted to <laughs> clarify yeah. and and put in some rules for official rules for tag team matches and things like that. Because at the mm. moment, it's all just uh, single player battle royale. Yeah. Do you want to keep this? I was just gonna. I was thinking, do you want to keep this as kind of a teaser and maybe not not go too far into the rules uh, and sort of save that for when, yeah. when the Kickstarter starts, you know, just to, to launch the Kickstarter? We'll do a Kickstarter episode in the future. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Okay. How's okay. the artwork coming along, Joe? Uh, it's looking really good. The images that I've got so far are great, and I think it's going to make a much better final product this time. <laughs> the, the, the fact of having a different picture for each card in the deck will make a massive difference. Because yeah. before I just had generic images that I used for like, all the speedy moves or all the power moves and stuff. So yeah. this time you will actually get to see the difference between a choke slam and a power slam. <laughs> what kind of style is it? Is it like the last one? Like, is it quite cartoony or? Yeah, it's pretty cartoony. It's um, it's not quite as blocky as the last style. Not not as blocky and as abstract as the last style, so it's a mm-hmm. bit more kind of uh, TV cartoony, I guess. Right, okay, yeah. So, yeah. But it's, it's the same characters, though, so it's interesting to see how they look different in the different styles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Cool, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. When do you think it'll actually be ready, then? Well, I'm hoping I'll get a proof copy pretty soon, but it, it does yeah, depend on uh, a few 
editing tweaks yeah might be beyond me I might have to outsource them so. yeah mm-hmm so, um, what would you think? As as always, the Kickstarter, we will assume it all goes perfectly and more. Uh, do you have any ideas for for what sort of stretch goals you might want to put in? Um, yeah, some ideas. I'd like to tuck box as a stretch goal, so you will actually get a proper box for the game. Yeah, because I think at the bare bones level, it'll just be the deck in a plastic clear plastic box and stuff and so the card back will become the front cover so it'll look okay and the game will obviously play the same but yeah the, I'd like to be able to provide tuck boxes as well but that's going to be a bit more a bit more pricey to do that mm-hmm. um, or ultimately if I could get enough back as enough revenue I could do a long print run through like a company in India and stuff and then you can get really good quality at a a price where you can still make, you know, a small amount on it, mm-hmm. um, but you need you need to order at least two thousand decks or something for that. Right, uh, <laughs> that's going to be tricky. So that but that'll be definitely a stretch goal because if I go to that, then it would all be like tuck boxes and all be um, slightly better print quality, I think. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the uh, the high end tiers? Are you going to make them personalisable? Are you going to have it so that if somebody pays like five hundred pounds, they get a card of their own? They get to design their own wrestler. They um, I might do. <laughs> yeah, I might. I haven't completely thought about that yet. Well, I have. You know, the, the design your own wrestler thing, and then whether that would have to, whether that would be in an upcoming project. Mm. Probably, I'd let them do that, but I don't think it could be for the first uh, release. So you let you, you that would be like a high end tier that you could design yourself mm-hmm. as a wrestler or your own wrestler, but that'd have to come in a, in a later expansion. Yeah. But I think I could do like um, signed cards or customized cards, or um, you know modified by the author to give you personally a slightly unfair advantage when you play that card. Designed <laughs> by me, so you can do that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can play. You can play the card, and you can go. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm doing a, a pile driver. So normally that would be five damage, but because it is signed, <laughs> it does seven damage. <laughs> you need to have a, a come and visit the shed of dread, and play a game. <laughs> play a game with the author and um, his faithful playtesters. <laughs> I could do, yeah. Do you reckon yeah. you could, yeah, reckon you could charge that. 500 quid to come and visit the Shed of Dread? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they always have. They always have, like, come and visit the design studio <laughs> the creators. And that's always ridiculously expensive. But, uh... Usually not in their own homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's where it was designed yeah. in this case. <laughs> come, come, it's not like come, 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 stay in, come stay in Mike McVeigh's garage. If you... <laughs> I bet you any people would pay thousand pounds to do that. I don't think they would. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone would be willing to pay that much, I'm not sure if I'd want to meet them. I don't don't think your wife would be too pleased either. No. This is some guy I met off the internet who paid five thousand pounds to stay with. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm looking for it. We'll have to make some videos for it and stuff. We're going to make some uh, crazy wrestling oh, videos cool. again. That's an excuse yeah. to make some more old school university wrestling videos. Those were those were brutal. Some of those ones that we made <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, yeah, you need to cut some promos for me, definitely. Yeah, I'll put on my uh, cycling shorts and pretend to be a wrestler. That's great. It's like you saw it. Shorts, get your luchador mask. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Right, yeah. so exciting news. And uh, so look look forward to hearing that. If you want to, I, I guess uh, we'll give you contact details at the end. If you, I'm sure you've followed at Joe J. Prince for all the latest news on that. And uh, keep on listening uh, to. Um, to get all the latest news, I'm sure you will. You'll get it here first on Dice Design. Design. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, I think that'll do us for this week, folks. We're uh, we were going to talk about Warpack um, on this episode, but we're going to leave it for the next one, just because we've gone on a little bit. Uh, so um, we'll see you on the next one. Shall we do our uh, contact details? How can you get in touch with you, Grant? I am at Grant Sensei. And uh, Joe? Uh, you can get me at Joe J Prince on the old Twitter. Indeed. And myself, I'm Gamer Colin, at Gamer Colin. And you can get all of us at uh, podcast at uh, dicingwithdesign.com. And uh, give us a few days and we'll get out the Warpack episodes. We'll have a bit of a bumper series. Uh, Actually, there's also the website, which is how yeah, that's true. all the contact we have is, is, is from Google the... Yeah. Well, Google yeah. Plus, actually, we've had some contact with Google Plus, but um, which is just search for Dicey Design on Google Plus. Our website's actually had some comments under under the episode threads, mm-hmm. which has been really good. And a big shout out to Guns. Oh, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that's his real name. Uh, who's been talk? We've been talking to him about advanced space, uh, advanced hero quest. Yeah. And. Uh, We'll maybe get Matt on at some point to talk about his his rules because we recently found out our most popular show was uh, so far has been our Advanced Hero Quest episode. Yeah. Yes, we have tried to track down Matt for tonight, but he couldn't make yeah. it on this this occasion. <laughs> so he will be here in the future, I think, to talk about his uh, rules modifications for uh, Advanced Hero Quest, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, and yep, yeah, and, and thanks to Guns for that for that contact and good feedback. Yeah, and anyway. a few as well, but yeah, aye. be great. Keep on, keep on the comments. Yep, cheers, guys. It means a lot, and it turns out we actually have listeners. That's which is always good to know. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay, if that's everything, guys. Yep. Okay, enjoy your games. Thanks for listening. See you next time. think we're ready to go on to the next bit, which is our review of Lords of War. Jingle. 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 Jingle.